may be lacking salt, but I'm still a salty bitch. <laughs> Even though I'm deathly sick, I'm still your number one pick. Oh, <laughs> I love a rhyme. I feel like I'm not smart enough for rhyming. I really do try. It makes me think of Tamara Judge's tags. I really am not smart enough for them. I literally just came up with that. <laughs> Um, well, I'm extremely into it and humble brag. You guys, it's Andy's girl. I can't. I've, I've, it's hard. Okay. It's Andy's girls. It's episode 313. And guys, if you've been following me on social, you know, I've had an interesting week. So we're going to jump into it. First, I want to introduce return guest, one of my favorite guest co-hosts and favorite people, news and entertainment journalist and pop culture expert. Welcome to the Andes Girls Triage Spectacular, Richie Sky. How are you, Richie Sky? I am good. I am, as You're I told you earlier, under the weather, but I'm still here. You are still here. I'm still here. I almost died. And that is, in fact, my little humble rag. Guys, I'm going to dive into what just happened because okay. I'm still processing it. I had a brain. Did you, are you, can you hear that? No, I only hear you. Oh, just kidding. The Johnny Depp trial just started playing audio because it <laughs> truly, I just heard Emily Baker and I was like, is Jonathan here? What's happening? Special guests. Um, Listen, guys. Okay. So there's a little situation that just happened. So the reason that we didn't have an episode this week is because your guest co-host almost series finale. I almost got canceled like Washington, D.C. Um, so I went for a walk uh, this past weekend. Um, I have a heat intolerance dealing with a neuro condition that has not been fully diagnosed. I have a nervous system disorder, but... For the last several years, doctors have been trying to figure out why, and nobody knows. But I do know that I have a heat intolerance, but I juggle that with wanting to go on long walks, which is difficult to do in the summer because I have said heat intolerance. This past weekend was 92 degrees plus humidity. I decided to walk from my Upper East Side apartment to Union Square. I have passed out in public before, but... Uh, this was not that. I started to not feel well. I took a train back to my apartment. I started to feel very, very not well. I started to text Damian Bellino, OG of the AG, two other friends, including Ryan Houlihan and my friend Greg. And then I couldn't text anymore because my brain started to slow down. And it felt like Having passed out several times before in my life because of my neuro condition, it felt like I was about to have a stroke. So I started to text friends saying something essentially is terribly wrong, but I wasn't able to physically press enter on my phone, thankfully, before I completely went to a ground halt um, I was able to get in touch with Damien and I said, something essentially is terribly wrong. I need to go to the hospital. He came to my apartment as the ambulance arrived after calling 911. I went to the hospital 
And it turns out I had a very dangerously low sodium. Mm. And I found out after the fact that there was a literal 50% chance of mortality according to the level of low sodium that I had. At the hospital, I don't remember this because I woke up, I went to the hospital on Saturday, I woke up on Monday, I had, um, I just forgot the name of it because guys, I literally had a brain episode, so words are delirium. And delirium seems like almost a psychiatric situation. So thank God I had a friend with me who was able to tell people that me swinging at doctors, (gasps) which I don't remember, and taking off my clothing in the ER, which I also don't remember. Oh, my God. Is a symptom of delirium. It looked like a psychiatric issue but it was in fact low sodium. So they sedated me. They did a bunch of tests. I was diagnosed with hyponatremia. Um, They don't know why it happened. We're still trying to figure it out. While there, they discovered a mass on my diaphragm (sighs) that they thought might be a tumor, which I found out yesterday was not. Thank God. Thank God. But I was in the ICU for four days and um, and it was tough. I have to tell you, I am still sort of processing the fact that I almost died. And then on top of that, separate to the almost dying, I could have had a tumor. So it has been an interesting week. If you don't join the Patreon and would like to, I'd love it because I really think I need to buy myself and I have no money, everything in the universe right now. I think I deserve literally everything in the universe. My arms and legs are covered in bruises. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like I'm showing you (gasps) arm. Yeah, because of the... um, IVs they couldn't get veins they had to use ultrasounds and arteries to draw blood it was like it was a whole thing it was this I have had a couple scary situations involving myself and family members um I don't know that I have I I have certainly not come so close to death before it was very very scary And I feel like there's a little bit of a tie in here with watching Dorit's process Mm. because I feel like she is dealing and trying to deal with trauma. And everyone who's coming in contact with me is reminding me that I just went through a trauma, like which I would rather not think about. But I'm also trying to deal with processing the fact that there was a 50% chance that I could have died. Noting, by the way, that the attending said I was young. So I'm just going to keep that in my back pocket (laughs) and be like very appreciative. (laughs) But in the ICU, it's like I had to go to the ER, unfortunately, yesterday. And there is such a significant... First off, they recognized me in the ER. I did not recognize myself. They were like, oh, were you just here? And I said, apparently, but I don't remember any of it because I had delirium. Um, 
And also, P.S., a very cute ER doctor visited me in the ICU to reintroduce himself because he had to hold me down (gasps) when I was in the ER. And he's like, I'm so glad that you're doing better. But he wanted to, like, meet me as a person because he met me when I had delirium, which was a different. Can you imagine waking up and finding out that you tried to swing at, like, the angels who are saving your like everybody thought it was funny, but like in a respectful way. But I was also absolutely horrified and was just like I just want to let you know that I would never in my life which everybody understood but it's just not only have I had a brain episode so spelling is hard right now which I know sounds dumb but like I can't like it was hard for me to figure out the word hands like it's it's my processing is not where it needs to be even me talking right now this is the most exhausting thing that I'm going to do this week because I'm trying to use my brain to communicate and it's really tough because it feels like I'm on a processing delay because my brain swelled too yeah. much um which was a part of the uh a, a part of the issue there um but it was a very scary situation. I am so thankful to everyone who reached out when I started posting on Instagram um, about what happened. Again, we're not quite sure why this happened yet, which is very scary. Um, but I'm hoping to figure it out. And I just want to say that Damien Bellino quite literally saved my life. He saved my life. He was with me every step of the way when I was apparently vomiting in the ambulance, when I was completely out of it. He apparently as a mantra, I was saying to myself, my allergies, which is good, but also and also coping. He was able to do that. He got in touch with my psychiatrist who I um, had texted to say something was going urgently wrong. He got in touch with my mom. He got in touch with friends who knew something had been terribly wrong because the next day I didn't show up to a shopping party at Cezanne. So they were like, something is not right. Where where Sarah would not miss this for the world. And it was because I was sedated in the Lenox Hill ICU. But um, uh, I just want to thank Damien, especially, um, because I just guys you want to have somebody in your life like Damian Bellino he visited me every day in the ICU also shout out to Ryan Houlihan who visited me a well as well and I just I, I cannot say enough how thankful and grateful I am that he was there because I am not being sassy when I say he literally saved my life there would have been an extremely bad situation that had taken place if I had waited to call 911 a minute later had reached out had not been able to press enter he kept me calm from (laughs) what I understand before that became impossible um and uh I just you know, listen to his podcast, follow him on Instagram, do all the things if you like me at all, because he there's no other way to say it. I'm not being facetious. I'm not uh, exaggerating. He just very simply saved my life. So um, I just want to thank everybody for their thoughts. We are going to record <laughs> as normal an episode as humanly possible. <laughs> um, I am hoping that 
I will make any sense. Um, I would encourage you guys not to possibly die. It's incredibly unfun. Um, but I do also just need to shout out every doctor, aide, nurse, administrator who I came into contact with yesterday in the ER, my first trip to the ER from what people tell me, and my, my stay my reservation at the Lenox Hill ICU. Everyone was incredible. Um, if you are a healthcare provider, this is my monologue, my medical monologue. If you are a healthcare provider, your loved one is, um, you know, talking to nurses who started working in the ICU in 2020, September of 2020. Neve, one of my nurses, started working there. Can you even fucking imagine the trauma that they've experienced? And the fact that people, came, everyone came into my room smiling and helped me, you know, like touched me as I cried. Like it's, it's overwhelming. And, um, it's overwhelming. And, uh, I'm just really thankful to be here because there was a significant chance that I wouldn't be. And, um, so, you know, I know life is incredibly difficult for a lot of people right now, but I just have to say that the fact that we're all here and we're all able to talk about things that we want to talk about and appreciate life, I think that is a pretty good way to spend the day is to just be here and be alive and, uh, I'm very, very happy to be recording with you now, Richie. I can't tell you that it feels like a little bit of normal coming, coming, you know, coming back in. So good. Um, and, and, so and that was my week. <laughs> you know, I feel as though you needed to get that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, being married to an ER director. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. um, I've definitely seen and heard a lot of what people have been going through and then what he has to deal with on a daily day basis. So when you say that you were going through what you were going through, but they still managed to come in and smile, that's yeah. what they have to do on a day to day basis. And from what I can also tell you is that from what I can gather, Everyone who works in that field, they do so. They do so because they have a passion for people. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> you can tell that they do. And, and so it's it's also nice that you recognized, you know, the fact that they came and they checked. They wanted to check on you because that's who that that's who they are. Mm -hmm. But more than anything, you know, we're glad you're okay. Thank you. And um, I'm really excited to find out why the fuck this happened. It's one of those things that I wish it was like, okay, well, I'm alive. Great. Mazel tov. Mazel of the day. But um, we don't know why it happened. And there is a seemingly obvious direct link between heat intolerance and whatever underlying condition 
is triggering a nervous system disorder and we just don't know what it is yet. And that is very concerning to me because I don't want this to ever happen again. Um, And I heard from people, this is one of those things of like, you know, you want to respect people's stories, but also it is very triggering to hear from people who have loved ones who had this and died or had loved ones who had this and survived and then died. Um, which I heard from people and I want to respect the memory of their loved ones with their, which they're sharing with me, but also like Jesus Christ, this is so scary. Yeah. And I think I just have to be a little realistic with myself about how scary it's been because it has been, I just can't, it's weird. I tried not arguing with the doctors, but I just kept saying like, I didn't think I needed to be in the ICU. It's a hard understanding to like wake up and I can hear people coding in other rooms. Mm-hmm. Like I heard someone's sister die mm-hmm. and the family members crying for her in the middle of the night. And, you know, like they wake you up every essentially every hour to draw blood and do vitals and stuff because it's ICU. And and it's a weird thing because I don't feel like I need to be there because I'm not intubated you know like I don't feel yeah bad but all the doctors are like you need to be here <laughs> like <laughs> you you might not think you do yeah. but you really do um and and it was ju- it's just a wild situation I can't put into words what it's like to try to understand and deal with the fact that something much worse could have happened and I'm just very thankful that I knew I didn't have a choice but to call 911 right in that moment and I'm very thankful that Damien saw a text from me and came immediately over he literally saw a text from who even know knew what the fuck he was doing with his day he came immediately over to my apartment and was with me essentially throughout my hospitalization and um yeah, that's you want to have friends in your life like that. Um, you just you really do. There's no way for me to really properly communicate how thankful I am for his friendship, um, except that he is an angel. And I think an- another takeaway for anybody listening is like, listen to your body. Yeah. Um, your instincts aren't wrong about your body. When you feel something, yeah. you have to follow follow your intuition, whether it's sitting down and resting, which is something I've had to learn or whether it's contacting a friend or just, or admitting that you need to go to the hospital. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Cause I still even saying it out loud, I'm like, Oh, it's crazy that I had to call 911, but I, I really did have to call 911. I think the worst part of this is that my next door neighbors, I truly don't like, and were apparently very lovely to my mother when she was trying to get into my apartment. So I have to send them a thank you card, which is maybe the worst part of this, aside from (laughs) almost dying, is the fact that I have to say, listen, I know we got off on the wrong foot, which was entirely your fault, but I am so thankful that you were lovely to my mother. Um, Bridging the gap. Really bringing people together in ways I would have been fine not doing, but I'm going to have to suck it the fuck up 
and write a little note. I was going to get them something, but I was like, I'm not buying them. I think, a note, I think a note is nice. I think a note that says, hello, neighbor. Thank you for being nice to my mother. I did not die. I am still here, but perhaps we can we, stop hating each other. Or we live to fight another day. <laughs> we, we did. You thought you could take me out by bringing the sun. Little did you know, I am unbreakable. I. That's the thing that I've discovered. Resilient. That, like, resilient. Is that like I? It's like there's a part of me that's like, wow, my body is really weak, but also like, holy shit, I am the strongest person in the entire universe. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> is really how this goes. So listen, Richie. Mm-hmm. It's my name is Sarah Dorit Kemsley Galley, and um. And I want to talk to you about Housewives because there's truly nothing I want to talk to, uh, talk about rather in this world than not my medical stuff. So mm-hmm. um, thank you for indulging me. Thank you guys for allowing me to sort of get that off my chest. I think um, people who weren't aware of some of like the Instagram stuff that I had done and kind of came late to it, understandably so had some questions about what happened and you know it's one of those things of like I wish I had answers for you I don't um we will be figuring it out so maybe just send me some good vibes some good healing vibes because I'm hoping that my body just continues to heal from this um but speaking of healing I feel like there's maybe been some healing on Atlanta and not so much Beverly Hills. How are you feeling about the state of affairs of housewives as currently exists? Um, well, ratings wise, they could be better. Um, Atlanta and Beverly Hills are actually kind of neck and neck with the ratings from what I understand. Yeah. Which is interesting. Around is the, that unexpected? I never pay attention to it's ratings. It's a bit unexpected for me um, okay. because I Atlanta's was, usually bigger. Or well, back in the day, Atlanta was, you know, the, the, the Atlanta and New Jersey were the juggernauts. Mm-hmm. And then I think about last year, Beverly Hills came on out on top with the ratings, but now no one is reaching the one million mark really consistently except for jersey and so the past couple of weeks it's been about the nine hundred thousands for both atlanta and beverly Hills. so that's interesting to me but then kind of not because i've I've understood that reality tv and housewives and all that kind of stuff has been trending down with ratings anyway along alongside uh award shows and you know mm. staples that we've watched over these past couple of years and decades but i feel like because we have so many options now with streaming it's just sort of taking away from you know the viewership of certain shows and housewives i think is one of those shows now having said that atlanta faces off with 90 day fiance which is apparently huge do you watch it i don't watch i do it. not watch it because people love it it's people love it. 
too much for me. It's too much. It is. It's like too much show. It's like, I, I feel it's like it's hours show. of content and I just can't do it. Um, outside of that, ratings wise, I'm enjoying both seasons. I have to admit that I do hate watch Beverly Hills. Really? I, I discovered it this week. I have a certain amount of tension that exists in my body before I, wa- I sit down to watch Beverly Hills. And I find myself having to brace myself before I sit down to make my notes. When I'm watching Atlanta, I'm watching to be entertained. When I'm watching Beverly Hills, I feel like I'm going to be triggered. So I might as well get ready. (laughs) And what is the, what do you think the core trigger is? Is it the energy? Is it the environment? Is it the personalities? Is there one item that you can pull from and say this is the thing or what what is it what what do you think triggers you I think it's that with Atlanta I'm watching again and and for for most a a lot of other shows I'm watching for the entertainment value of it all because I know I'm gonna laugh I know I'm gonna you know someone's gonna do something crazy Mm -hmm. um with Beverly Hills though I find that it is for some reason very triggering for me to watch the ladies continuously it what feels to me like gang up on Sutton she mm. she's become the Camille the 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 target that is very wow easy. yeah she's become the easy okay. target okay yeah i mean listen i feel like they found a way to remove Camille from the show by isolating her. Now, granted, Camille also isolated herself to a certain degree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But what I find is that I enjoy Sutton because I find that she, to me, seems to be the most authentic person on the show. Almost to the point where she's... I don't even know that she knows the camera's there. Like authentic in a way where she's unafraid to make the mistakes that I feel like a lot of people on reality TV don't want to make anymore. When we first started watching reality TV, the conflict was driven by personality clashes and and situations that felt natural to how we would disagree with someone in real life. They weren't so um, rehearsed or staged. So to me, Sutton's alleged inappropriate reactions to things, by the way, I don't understand how you can tell someone how to react to someone else's trauma, but that's Mm -hmm. another story for another day. I just feel like they continue to make her missteps the, um, the, the catalyst for them to just all kind of jump on her. And if it weren't for Garcelle and Sutton and Crystal, I just don't feel like we would have a very authentic show. Do you think in the moment, it's an unfair question for me to ask, and yet here I go. (laughs) Do you think in the moment that Kyle is thinking to herself, this is good show or do you think she is genuinely upset by what she views as a lack of empathy and care for her friend to read 
I have really analyzed this in my head, to be honest with okay. you. And there's a part of me that, because as she's saying this to Sutton, I reflect on the moment where Lisa Vanderpump is crying her eyes out to Kyle and about her brother. About her brother and Kyle is telling her, well, I have things that are going on too. And the amount of insensitivity in that moment compared to what she claims to have experienced with Sutton, I just don't feel like the energies matched. Like I felt like Kyle's was actually worse because she said it to the person, right? I felt like at least for Sutton, she she said she, she reached out to her. Sure. She was having a conversation with Kyle where Kyle, I felt like because she kept going with it, mentioned, well, I did not have a gun to my head. Not to say that, oh, well, you know, making it a flippant comment, but I felt it was more like I wasn't the one who experienced that trauma in this instance. Now, the question that you asked was, do I feel like Kyle is, is, is making this good story or she's really just reacting to Sutton's lack of empathy or her perceived lack of empathy? I don't know, but there's a part of me that wonders if Kyle is also personalizing this because she too was robbed. And this brings up a memory for her and what could have happened to her and so maybe she's a lot more sensitive to it than she realizes because something similar happened to her. The LVP comparison is interesting to me. And I don't want to take anything away from LVP's pain. But it felt, tell me, feel free to tell me mm -hmm. to go shut the fuck up. <laughs> It if because I could be misremembering this no, go ahead. quite literally and I genuinely my brain is a little bit mush but there was a part of the LVP stuff that of course she had every right to process and need time and to be able to communicate that she had gone through this grave loss and she felt like these women were not being supportive to her of course. There did also, to my memory, seem to be some sort of connection between I'm processing this thing, so don't hold me accountable for other stuff that I may have done. And I'm not saying that she used it as an excuse, but what I am saying is that to me there was a little bit of a difference because LVP, regardless of whether she did things, was accused of doing things and discuss the fact that these women weren't necessarily there for her and supporting her. And I think of the Sutton thing and it's like, to me, I understand that the way she communicated things was insensitive, but I also understand that she didn't, I believe her when she says she didn't mean it in that way. Right. I think there's a certain level of quirk to Sutton where it's to me less about her not noticing cameras are there and more about when she says something she doesn't often have a filter and I don't know that there's an expectation that people understand what she's saying but I do think sometimes she says things in a way that can sound insensitive but isn't meant that way so with Lisa it's like Lisa was being accused of doing things to harm the cast 
Sutton is being accused of responding to something in a way that was insensitive. But to me, it's not the same action. It's not the same behavior. Sutton's not being accused of leaking stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a little bit of a there's just a little bit of a zhuzh there in my head that I would under I understand if people don't agree with this. I, I just think not taking anything away from Lisa's losses, but there was also behavior she was accused of exhibiting specifically to harm members of her cast that I don't see ex- being exhibited in like Sutton stuff. You know what I'm saying? Well, that makes it all the more interesting then. Because right. from for me, it was more about Kyle's response to LVP, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether I feel like we know that there were uh, there's a little murkiness around LVP and things that have been, you sure. know, set set to have happened. Sure. But I think the loss of her brother, I think at that point trumps, hey, like I lost Absolutely a human life, that. right? You know what I'm saying? I totally get that. Um, I totally get that. And so now to bring it back to sudden, you're right. She hasn't even been a she's not even doing the things that lvp was alleged to have done and the way they have turned her into a pariah because she isn't reacting the way that kyle wants her to it was very fascinating to me to then hear crystal be triggered because she is reacting to hey this is what you guys did to me and i have to be honest with you and this is just i feel like this is a safe space to do so When Crystal said last season that she felt violated, I too felt like that was a very strong word. I understand that. But looking back at the situation and hearing her describe it, and then also understanding that she's been pretty open about her eating disorder, though it wasn't verbally connected, I felt like I should have known or I should have sensed that that violation was probably the right word for her because of what she had already been through. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think anybody got that because she didn't, it wasn't verbally stated, but I felt like we should have been sensitive enough to know. A hundred percent. And Kyle is saying, I need you to take my word that the things that Sutton is saying are disrespectful X, Y, and Z, but she is also not willing to, give the benefit of the doubt to other people who feel things that she doesn't understand exactly and it's it's unfair and when crystal was talking and was speaking so strongly and unwilling to sort of step down from this unwilling to say that this is okay continuing to say this is in fact not okay i thought was incredibly brave And the ways that, you know, I I struggled a little bit with people saying that Kyle gaslit her in this situation because sometimes the phrasing gaslighting, I understand it, but I also feel like it can get us a little off course from like what we're talking about. But it, it was, in fact, I think technically right that that Crystal was being gaslit. She was not being allowed to process her feelings in a way that um, was a safe, 
but also understood or believed. The women were not believing her. They essentially said, we don't believe how you feel, which is why Garcelle's presence to me was so incredibly key because the worst thing that you can say to someone is that you're not allowed to feel a certain way. It is, in fact, very inappropriate. And I don't love the idea that Kyle is the one who's deciding what is appropriate. Because to me, for example, it is not weird that Sutton didn't visit Dorit. I think that there's a certain amount of space a person may want. You have no idea if that is in fact the case. She was being respectful in that moment. And also bringing up a post on Instagram about a Thirsty Thursday and saying that is in any way related to the Dorit stuff is giving so much credit to yourself and honestly, at a certain point, your own ego in a way to me that is just absolutely asinine and ridiculous. And at a certain point, what are we arguing about? If someone does something that upsets you, and they apologize, what more do you need? And the thing to me that is very upsetting is that the stuff that LVP was accused of, Sun is actually still being accused of. By who? Erica Jane. Oh my God. Who is using this as an excuse to say you harmed me and not, and I can't bring this up enough, her husband. I am so tired of Erica Jane acting as if anyone in this cast has done anything inappropriate. I do incredibly firmly believe she should be apologizing. And while this is maybe too inside baseball, I just need to say for the record that Erica's role on the show helped Tom continue his fraud. And I understand if that is too inside baseball, too connected to accountability and legal stuff for her to admit. But as this is a safe space, we all just need to get on the same page here. Or at least I need to be able to communicate (laughs) this every day, every day of my life, that the only person who should be apologizing for Tom's crimes is Tom and then Erica for benefiting from them. Absolutely. She may not have known, but she benefited. And if we keep pretending that Erica was harmed by Sutton asking questions as the nation did, I feel more dumb. And it makes me feel especially stupid when these women agree (laughs) with her. Kyle, shut the fuck up. You had some thoughts and confessionals last season. All of you guys are pretending that didn't happen. I don't know if it's because you're spending too much time with Teddy, who thinks thinks she's God's gift to being a brat, but I think she's rubbing off on you a little bit too much because some of these women are too big for their britches and are forgetting People were actually harmed. Mm -hmm. And the person who wasn't most grievously harmed is Erica. Erica 
was not harmed. If Erica was harmed by Sutton, it's not Sutton's fault. It's Tom's. And until I see Erica Jane Girardi, as she likes to be called, as she made note of being called on the reunion on her dressing room door because she doesn't want to let it go. Who wants to let the mouse go when you think you have a pretty good case because you're just fucking loud? If she wants to continue saying stupid shit and you guys all seem very focused and calling out stupid shit, why are we pretending that Sutton's shit is worse than Erica Jane's? You look like a moron. Everybody looks like a moron. And I'm getting a little exhausted by it. That's all I have to say. And this is why I feel like I'm triggered every episode I watch. Because I am sharing that. I think many of us share that same sentiment. And there's a preview going around for next week's episode where Garcelle is basically telling her in front of the group, you know, people are expecting you to, in some way, shape, or form, have some sort of empathy for the victims. And she says, Erica says, well, there's just certain things, and I'm paraphrasing here, but there's certain things that I can't say. And Garcelle is like, well, why not? And she essentially alludes to there being the possibility of the victims allegedly lying about not being paid. I I actually am trying to make that make sense in my head. I'm trying to be devil's advocate. She is trying to say, say this again to me because again, brain episode. So as Garcelle is asking her about showing a level of empathy, which is what people wanted from her. She says that there are certain things that she's just not allowed to say. And she goes into further depth about there being, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, there is an alleged chance that there is some way, shape or form could be victims that may be lying about not getting paid. Sure, there's an alleged chance that literally anything is possible in the universe, but it shows your character about the things that you're willing to say there's a bigger alleged chance for than other stuff. I do believe that there is an aspect to her legal situation where she is being advised not to take responsibility, full accountability, because that could hurt her legally. However, my guess is there are other things she's being advised that she's ignoring. So it's just so interesting to me to see what she is so sensitive to expressing or not expressing versus other stuff. For example, my guess is that her very high paid legal eagles are telling her not to be such a cunt and she's ignoring them. So like, I don't know how to process her saying, I can't take full responsibility because I'm being advised that and there's a case. I get that. But then there's other shit that I'm sure you're being advised that you're ignoring. So explain to me where we are here. I would think it would help you. I am not an attorney, but my dad is, so I have a junior. <laughs> what I like to say. But my guess is that it would be helping her that she has crisis PR as she has her legal eagles. And it would be telling to me if she was not being advised to express anger in some way for at Tom. 
It would be wild to me if she was not being advised. I know I'm like double negativing, which is difficult, but such is life. If she was not being advised to be like, wow, it really sucks what Tom allegedly did. Or I filed for divorce from my husband for a reason. And I'm going to share with you some part of why. We never really got that. We got meandering explanations that he wasn't really nice to her, which I don't disbelieve, but also don't think is what led to a divorce. And the longer we see her be a dick, the more I believe this divorce is not real. Like, you're not helping me here. I would like for this to be a weird fucking situation because I host a podcast about psychology and I'd like to see some fucking other reasons here to discuss and try to figure out. You're not even giving us the benefit of expressing something that to me is sincere. I don't see it. I see if he was a dick to you, but I don't think that's why you filed for divorce. You're not showing me anything. You're angrier at your co-star who you don't even really have a vested interest in and who you seem happy to bitch at which is fine, I guess, than this man who stole $100 million. And I get that you're like, wow, I don't really have that much money available, but you've got currency here because you're famous and you're on a TV show and you're not showing me that you really care. She's a performer. She knows how to act. She was a lawyer's wife. She pretended to be Mrs. Girardi when she wanted to be Erica Jane. She can put on a show. She could pretend to understand grace and humility and something else. She just refuses to because she's a bad egg. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing, nothing can convince me that she is not a bad person. We are, no one is as good or bad as they seem, but Erica, I swear to God, really does try to make that untrue because to me, she's a super villain and I can't get over it. And the fact that we're all pretending Sutton sucks and Erica's in the scene, rolling her eyes, looking for any lazy fucking excuse to be a victim when she's like surviving, which is a fucking miracle compared to like what her husband did, not what he allegedly did, what he did. And we're pretending that Sutton owes her an apology or is a bad friend. Erica is a very bad friend. And we're all pretending that something else is happening because I don't know what the fuck what. It's ridiculous. And I think that's what's so crazy is because she is on television telling Sutton that she's been exonerated. She's telling Garcelle she's been exonerated. And everyone is sitting around looking like, well, at least Sutton and Garcelle are looking at her like, well, if that's the case, where is the proof of your exoneration? While everyone else sits there and ignores the elephant in the room, Lisa, Kyle, Dorit, Diana, everyone is so interested in in ignoring this 
and not asking questions and not being direct that they would rather focus their attention on Sutton. And honestly, I just have to say, I don't know when Sutton will come to realize that Kyle is not her friend. Kyle is not her friend. Kyle is not her friend. Crystal's friend. Garcelle's friend. Kyle is Teddy Joe's friend. Dorit's friend. Rinna's friend by whatever. And Erica's friend by happenstance. By choice. Let's not take away the fact that Kyle is making a choice every day. Mm -hmm. And she's choosing these people. Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure the dad in your life is looking like daddy material this June. You can find their signature lawnmower 4.0 in the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 for the perfect bundle to tackle any and all hair from head to toe. This is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million folks worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Because by the way, who needs a friendship bracelet when I can gift one of my besties the Performance Package 4.0? Inside this package, he'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to Hold His Goodies. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code ANDYSGIRLS at manscaped.com. That's promo code ANDYSGIRLS at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Trust me, whether he's a spiritual daddy or a literal one, he's going to thank you. That's why watching Beverly Hills is so triggering to me because of all of these things that are happening. And it's almost like they're they're trying to make me not see what I'm supposed to what I'm really supposed to be seeing, if that makes any sense. A hundred percent it does. And it just it's just hard to watch. It's hard to watch because you're. I find myself, I, I don't want to dislike certain, a group of, of, of characters on a show. Half the cast. It's not. Fun. Yeah. It's not, that's not fun to watch because ordinarily there's usually, to be honest with you, like when I review these shows, I try to uh, review it from an objective perspective, right? Like I try to take myself out of it. I have had to learn to do this. Right. And it's very hard to watch it from an objective perspective when I find myself constantly just looking at some of these women and I'm like, what you're doing is kind of gross. Like, I didn't like the way they, they, I didn't like the way that Kyle talked to Crystal. I didn't like the way she spoke to her. I didn't like the way she called her a dramatic millennial. I just kind of felt what like- What the fuck was that, by the that way? That was so strange to me. And I'm like, Kyle, you are the most, so one of the, dramo- the most dramatic, dramatic housewives ever. Shut the fuck up. It Shut just, the fuck up. It was wild to me. It was so wild to me to see her like, so just double down on all of it. And I just couldn't, it's it's one thing to not necessarily understand someone's feelings and to say, 
okay, you know what, help me understand where we're, what you're feeling and why you're feeling that. Cause I don't, I don't yet get it, but it's another thing to hammer into someone that your feelings in comparison to what someone else experienced it are apples to oranges. It's that's not the, that's not the issue. What happened that's to Dorit is not, is not the issue. It's not it's the issue. What Crystal is feeling about what you guys are doing to Sutton, that is the issue. I just can't get over. I just honestly, I can't get over someone telling you they feel a certain way and you telling them they're not allowed to. I just think that is so intellectually lazy. And I get that like these women like if we're going to play the ageist game, which I fucking hate, there's an aspect of them discounting Crystal by saying she's younger. Yep. And it's like, that's no excuse. I've never believed that age should prohibit a person from understanding, expressing empathy, or trying to learn. And the fact that you are being so lazy in this moment by just saying, well, she's younger, so she grew up a certain way it's like okay well then she did why don't you catch up to this this person is expressing a higher level of emotional intelligence if you don't understand the reason that's important while having a conversation about the importance of emotional intelligence learn something it's okay for you not a, to agree but you don't have the right to tell her she can't feel a certain way and it's it's just a lot it's just, and because I had like a whole conversation with Crystal about this on AG, the, the response that I heard from people, because I have uh, disordered eating, Crystal has disordered eating, we both deal with body dysmorphia. It's like, I get that people don't understand. I had people say terrible things about me because they didn't understand how disordered eating works. So people called me names, said shitty things about me. And it's just one of those things where you don't know. But it doesn't give you an excuse to say those things. And it doesn't mean you're right. And when you learn, ideally, you open yourself up for understanding that, wow, maybe I don't live with this thing, but it doesn't mean this other person isn't allowed to. And just because I don't understand the ways that like fat shaming and body shaming is dangerous, it is in fact life-threatening if you are someone dealing with body dysmorphia or disordered eating. You have no idea how absolutely damaging and, and quite literally dangerous that is. If you don't understand it, it doesn't give you an excuse to say that that other person isn't allowed to be triggered or upset by things that they know are very bad. It's not, it's like the sticks and stones, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This is a different situation. And if it's like more specialized empathy, you should be working, I think, as a person to at least understand that. Like the fact that people don't know doesn't give them an excuse to be disrespectful or insensitive. That's just a reason why they're disrespectful or insensitive because they don't know. But ideally, we're learning things just like I'm learning things about other people's experience that I haven't lived. I don't know. It's like Kyle discussed how she uh, dealt with disordered eating when she was younger, too. 
you would think there would be a part of her that would say, wow, even though that wasn't my experience, I am open to this person because why would they lie? At the end of the day, you really think Crystal is doing this because she's dramatic when she's talking to you about, like, you really, you really don't understand that because you haven't experienced it. I just can't understand that kind of radical and opposite of empathy. Well, the thing about it was she became a dramatic millennial when Kyle couldn't understand where she was coming from. So that's when it, Oh, well, you know what? I can't understand your, your rationale. So I'm just going to chalk it up to you being very young in comparison to me. And so this is going to be my way to sort of diminish what you're saying right now, because you're just a dramatic millennial. You're just a, you're just a young buck that so this is all a part of that angst. And it's like, are you kidding me? But it was, it's fine when you're going through her part, when, when you're looking at her house and you're looking at her purses and, and whatnot, she's, she's absolutely fine. Then you understand, you understand the value of, of the dollar of her purse, but you, but you can't understand how she's feeling about something that obviously was hurtful to her. And she now sees that you are doing the same thing to the person that did it to her, who now actually understands where she was coming from. That's, that's, that's some wild, that, that was a wild scene right there. And it has replayed in my head ever since I saw it. And I was too sick to actually do my review on it. Um, Cause, but that was going to be the, the thing that I actually focused in on. Um, and the fact that Garcelle was having to interpret for her what she was trying to say and to let her say what she felt. It was very interesting to me. And then the, 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 the real irony of the whole situation was watching Rena bring it back. Well, the, you know what, guys? The focus here is Dorit. Let's just focus on her. She should be our focus right now. We can't multitask. I don't understand how no. one person. And see, can that's another thing. Another. I just think that's so fucking stupid. That's I the just, other thing. I, I'm overwhelmed with the stupidity. I'm just overwhelmed with it. I'm I'm honestly overwhelmed with it. And at a certain point, is this just how Beverly Hills is going to be? Because I genuinely, personally, am enjoying this season. But also at a certain point, this is just it. We're just in this for life. We're going to see brunette Teddy Joe scampering in and about while they try to get her a job nobody wants her to have ever again. And we're, she's probably going to be on fucking girls trip next. God forbid. It's just going to be her. And I don't even know what just an absolute <laughs> nightmare situation. But like we're we're just going to this is this is is this is this it? Because I feel like they have been a Fox force whomever for so long that is nothing really going to break this up because it looks like Kathy's relationship with her sister isn't going to break this up. Kyle's still going to choose Rinna. So like, is this it? I just want to know. I, I'm really not even complaining. I, I just want to know. I just need someone to tell me that this is the entirety of Beverly Hills for the end till the end of time until Erica at a certain point is, is exhausted. She has no more storyline. She's very poor and they kick her off and then it becomes the Fox Force 3 and then probably Teddy is back in some way, I would think, as a friend. Like, is that it? I just need someone to tell me because it would be helpful for me. Because I, 
pick I just, me. I can't. Pick me. Pick me. Pick you. Pick you. I'm picking. This you. is the way it's gonna be. Tell me. This is the, that. This is, this is it? it. This is it. I, I, it's not even that I'm complaining, and I know I sound like I'm whining right now, and I can't help the nasal quality of my voice in this exact moment, even though my voice is in fact not nasal. I just, I, I just, I just want to know because it's not, it's not fun to see women be obstinate because they've decided they found a winning side in the sense that they're just exhausting everyone else with their staying united I don't know Dorit just went through something terrible I think it actually diminishes her experience by talking about Sutton's Instagram post I just think if you were really interested in supporting your friend which I do think all of these women are you would be focused on supporting your friend and not trying to hurt somebody else as a result if your level of support means constantly guilt tripping someone because that's the scope of your job I would I don't know try to figure that out I just think this is just insane I just think it's I just think it's insane and also what did we learn from last season I guess we learned to shut the fuck up I guess we learned that Erica is scarier than anything else and and who wants a friend like that who wants a friend like that I just can't get over it who wants a friend who doesn't have empathy for people grievously harmed by your husband's criminal activity who wants a friend like that? How do you go to dinner with that person? And you're like, hey, how are you doing? How's your week? How's everything going? What conversation would you be making aside from like, wow, how is this going to work for all these people? And also you feel real bad, right? Like what 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 kind of what, what kind of vibe? Why are we pretending that energy matters? When you align with Erica Jane. You know what's the worst part for me, I think, is... All of it? <laughs> all of it. I'm going to make a weird reference real quick. I love weird. It's and, my and, favorite and thing in the entire I'm gonna world. I'm going to make it weird because I'm, I was watching Stranger Things, the new season. It just came out oh, today. I, I tried watching it. Oh, my God. It was too, it was too scary for me, the, the, I love, the show. I love. People love it, though. They do. So the main character... Not to give anything away for any spoilers for anyone. She's the 13, right? Or 12 or 11? 11. 11, 11. yes. 11. She's, she's in a new situation, and she's being heinously bullied. Mistreated? Bullied Wonderful. in school. Yeah. Okay, great. And the people who Real are around home. her, right, the people who are around her, um, as this girl torments her, this other girl, just tor- this popular girl torments her, Okay. The guys torment her. They do something so horrible to her at a skating rink. And there's the two guys that are a part of her life okay. who just sit by and watch as she's tormented in this, in this skating rink. And I was thinking to myself, if that was my girlfriend, do would I be sitting on the sidelines just watching this all go down? And it makes me think of every time I see the ladies sitting around a table and Erica piping up to find some way to find some reason to argue with Sutton, calling her all types of B words and the rest of the group just sitting around as though it's not happening. Yeah, they've learned nothing from that dinner. That to me is very 
odd that a group of grown women would, because here's the thing, Sutton is not the type of woman that is going to be running around calling another woman the B word. She's just not. And to be, to take it even a step further, a lot of times we talk about, you know, well, this housewife read this housewife or, you know, threw a lot of shade at her. When we think about reads and shade, we really think about the designing women, the Julia Sugarbakers of the world, the mm. Blanche Devereaux of the world, the Sophia's of the, you, you know what I'm saying? Like those old school shows where sometimes Julia Sugarbaker just had to, you know, she just had to, she just had to go off one time real quick mm-hmm. and she never had to utter not one curse word. And I just think that the way Sutton, I mean, the way that Erica comes at Sutton is, and I just used a couple of, of references. I mean, there are plenty of other references for people that can, you know, read and throw shade and stuff like that. But I think it's also lazy to watch Erica just sit there and and call and call her all types of bees and all types of other just nasty, just like words and the way she's coming at her and everyone is just sitting around like, it's okay. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's just Erica. She's having a good time today. And it's like, are you, are you kidding me? You're, you, everyone is okay with this. You guys are okay with it. Okay. It, it's odd. It's, it's really odd because you know, you know, Sutton's not going to come back at her the same way. So it's never going to be a fair fight. Erica knows that Sutton is never going to step outside of herself to get that aggressive. So it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like watching a bully to me. And I hate to use that word because I feel like it's overused sometimes in these situations, but that's what it felt like as I watched the Um, show. A hundred percent. And I also feel like there's a difference between intention and action. And we're all pretending that Sutton's action or rather that Sutton's intention is worse than her action. And it's like you have the glaring example of Erica Jane here and we have learned literally nothing. What happened to all of these women last season who had some sort of question about something like what happened it shows they you, learned honestly, a lesson they they, they, they learned they, they learned, learned to shut the fuck up yep. lisa rinna is the biggest pussy on the face of the planet because she likes to think of herself as someone who mentions it all and owns it and there is no greater example of a woman who's less interested in owning anything related to a genuine, serious, dire situation than her continuing to shut the fuck up when it comes to Erica Jane. And I get that this woman deserves to still have friends. It's not that. It's that Lisa Rinna is a woman who is not known for being sensitive when it matters. And yet here we fucking go. It just shows Everybody looks bad out of this. The only people who look decent are Sutton and Garcelle and Crystal. Although according to the stuff that's coming up in the next couple of weeks, I don't know what happens. I don't have any Intel insider info, but like, I, I assume that Crystal says that Sutton said something or something. It's going to get maybe a little bit weird, maybe for the trio. Yeah. I actually really don't even know. It's a, it's, it's, it's going to get, continued. it's going to get weird according. I mean, they've all kind of just from the interviews I've seen, it's going to get a little weird for them, but I think that they all find a way to come back together. Yeah. But again, um, see, to me, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I, this is the drama that I feel like we want to see on reality TV when there's real personality conflict 
that's yeah. that's why I'm watching. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, not some sort of contrived, this is what we're setting out to do this season. This is going to be the target. This is going to be the storyline. And we're all going to have a united front against this one person. No, this is organic. Hey, situational. Friends have to go through some stuff. Yeah, and I also just have to say for the record, I don't even know that I feel like I have to own it in this moment, and I don't mean to take anything away from anything that we've said, but, like, I I do like Kyle. I really do, but oh, I also... Oh, that, that's the thing, too. I, 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 I like actually... I she sucks right yeah. now. It's like, I'm not I'm not that person. Like, I, I, I do have a, a joke about, like, Shan, where I, like, die for her regardless, but, like, I... With Kyle, it's like, I can... I. I personally have the ability to say that someone sucks and their behavior sucks in this moment and they seem like a piece of shit and how they're reacting to this. But also I still like them. Like yeah, it's absolutely she's still in my top, whatever. I don't know that right now at this moment, she's still in my top five, but like she, I still really enjoy her. But I also think she's, it's just ridiculous. It's like, I don't even, it's like not I'm not even that mad. I just think it's ridiculous. I just think this is not it. This is not the look. It's the, it, it is if you want it to be, but it's stupid. I just think it's dumb. We're better than this. The thing as people. The thing that I think keeps her from being a top ten housewife is her uh inability to stand completely on her own and yeah. to really and truthfully call out the truth of what she sees whenever she sees it. Agree. And yeah, I think that's 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 pretty much it because otherwise she would be in that top 10. But I think what she's learned over the course of time is that it's better to have a court of allies than to have to stand on your own. And unfortunately, she's chosen the uh I would say trifecta of the the Lisa and the there's a to be honest with you i feel like kyle is afraid of the lisa erica dynamic and so she chooses to stay wisely on their safe on in their safe zone i think she's definitely afraid of erica i think rinna i just don't even know i don't know what the rinna thing is i just think it's I just think this whole thing with Garcelle was done in a way that was incredibly sloppy and at best disingenuous. And um, with the Garcelle, you know, is better friends with Kathy. How dare she say that, even though I am literally also admitting that my sister and I did not speak until very recently. So, like, I don't know. I just think there are areas of this where it's like, man, Kyle... This is not it. This is not how you move forward in a way that um, is helpful for anyone. And I just can't imagine, honestly, listen, whatever floats your boat. But I just I personally, this is something that I don't understand. I can't imagine looking at the Kyle Garcelle dynamic that's played out in the press and thinking Team Kyle is the way to go. I just think. Garcelle is as close to an angel of a housewife as we will maybe ever get and she just is so real and that's something that these women are afraid of because maybe they think that 
they have more to lose, which is absolutely ridiculous because who was the bigger celebrity when they joined BH? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't know. I think that there's a jealousy that can come up with watching someone express themselves and feel like maybe you're not in the position where you can as well. But that's not Garcelle's fault or responsibility. That's their own. So like. Ooh, that's a very interesting take. I, I Is it not? Is I feel like I'm speaking entirely from my id right now. No, I mean, I think it's brain part because I don't even I can't even communicate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just telling I'm saying not that I don't typically say this, but like today, for example, I'm just giving you exactly how I feel because I can't. It's too much effort. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, too, it's, it's too much effort to be politically correct all the time. It really is. It really is. It like hurts my brain. Like I feel like I'm running a marathon right now just trying to express myself. But uh, for better or worse, this is how I currently feel. This is our little state of state of the union and Richie Sky, I need to have you back immediately because first off we barely we didn't scratch the surface of Atlanta and I do want to get your thoughts on Candy and Todd and honestly more so oddly because I just I'm like what's happening um but I you need to come back immediately you will be coming back shortly I just whenever you you need I am back I die for you. You know I die for you. Tell the AGs where they can follow you on social, any interviews you have coming up or that you've done recently that you want to okay. um, share with us. What's what's What do you got cooking? Um, So I will actually be headed to New York very soon. For... Richie, because we were supposed to record. Oh, wait. Are you going to tell me what you're about to tell me? I am. I, I am. Okay. I'm going to go yeah. to the Royal Housewives of Dubai premiere event for Bravo. I'm excited. Guess who gave Bravo your name, by the way? Are you serious? Yeah. You are out. amazing. <laughs> they were like, they reached out and were like, do you have it? And I was like, I absolutely do. Um, Richie Sky doesn't live in New York City, but I absolutely think he could possibly attend. Uh, yeah, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, Sorry, so guys. I'm going to go. Sorry, Inside Baseball. There's a little <laughs> event happening next week. Um, and I also gave them Damien's name. Because I said he saved my life. So can he please also come? Um, Guys, we're going to this crazy fucking event next week at the Lamborghini showroom um, to celebrate Dubai. And um, I think I might try to do some recording there, honestly. Uh, Because we're going to be doing like a live stream with the housewives, right? Mm -hmm. I'm excited. We're going to. Yeah, and we're going to get to watch the show. So you might literally be on um, AG next week. I just want to let you know um, to cancel your post. Are you staying over or are you doing a day trip? I'm going to stay. Oh, for a night? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're, you're literally coming on next week. I just want to let you know yeah. that you are um, – we're going <laughs> to have a two-a-week with Richie's guy. Um, I'm so glad that you're coming. I'm so, I so am fun. so excited. So I'm so excited. Um, I have an interview coming out with Monique. Samuels we just yeah we just literally sat down yesterday at this at this bar called DC Noble and we did it live we did it well we filmed it together I was just gonna do zoom but she was like no let's do it together so um and then we talked about doing some other stuff together so that's exciting as well um how is she doing how's her show i haven't watched it but I she's doing to. good she's excited about okay, the show good. it's a different good. different take on you know reality tv for her but because yeah. it's more relationship based so right. um and i think it's a better 
it's a better fit for her. Fit. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So that's Good. that's about it. Schedule's light. Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> and also, like you and Candy are constantly exchanging salutations. I know. Um, I it, am I, really here for this friendship. I, I, I love. I, it. I love to see it. <laughs> I love to see it. Honestly, I feel like it's leading in, and it's it's leading us on a path of of collision at some point. You know, I just it, when the timing is right, you know, hopefully we'll be able to sit down and have a a, a little chat. Um, I would love to see it. I think that she needs to candy if you're listening which you definitely aren't but you absolutely should like I just I would love to see it because I think that you would do such a prestige interview and there's a lot because of this weird stuff the Todd thing I don't entirely understand the tension oh yeah I want to I definitely have thoughts and opinions and I have questions about it so I would I think it's going to happen at some point soon I think, Good. you know, I just always allow these things to happen naturally. And so, and so I believe it will. Okay. Well, I am so excited for it. Um, and guys, listen, while you're following doing things, follow me on social. So the next time I almost die, you won't be surprised that I haven't. <laughs> I'll be in touch. Um, Instagram at Dame Galley, the Andes Girls Patreon, number one way to support the pod. $2 a month gets you love my my love and sass. $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes. $10 a month gets you four and invites to special Zoom Kikis. I do have a special announcement coming out shortly that I think you guys are going to really enjoy. And I'll be Ooh. telling the AG Patreons first via Patreon DM. So if you are a Patreon supporter, look to your messages because I'm hoping that that announcement comes out next week. Um, and Richie Sky, nobody else I'd rather rehab my brain with than you my sweet king um i'm so excited to see you in person next week yes we're gonna have so much fun guys watch our social for a lot of coverage of that event it's going to be i heard it's gonna be insane like they are really springing some sweet sweet dubai money some dubai cash to make this event i love it i love it it's going to be a great afternoon. I'm really excited about it. Um, guys, thank you again to everybody who reached out um, and sent me some support. Just keep me my health yada. Um, just send me some good vibes uh, in the next couple weeks. And hopefully we'll get to the the reason this happened so that I don't miss an episode again. Number one priority, of course. Um, in the meantime, guys, I hope you are all hanging in. And we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye.